In this podcast, I got the opportunity to sit down with Catherine Hindle, one of my clients and also an expert in HR and coaching. We spoke about how students might find their destinations and a little about each other and our life stories. Enjoy. Hi Hugh, um, great to see you again and thanks very much for um, agreeing to have a chat with me. I'm just fascinated by your story. Uh, you're 20 years old That's right. and you have founded your own company, you're involved in a number of different projects and as a careers coach I'm always interested in hearing people's stories. How is it that they've got to where they've got to, um, what obstacles have they overcome, what keeps them awake at night and uh, yes I'd, I'd love to hear your story. Mm. Um, so I, my story started off when I was, uh, when I was 10 years old and uh, I'm pro- probably earlier than that I've always been taking apart toys and making better toys right. and, um, it was very like loved inventing things true engineer well, yeah, yeah from, from a very early age and I would take apart things in the house and get told off and you know like not usual usual sort of geeky stuff um, but when I was 10 years old I, w- I watched a film which was Iron Man and uh, in Iron Man there's this talking computer and it's a bit like Google Home or Alexa or stuff mm-hmm. like we have now um, didn't really exist back then so it was more sci-fi and uh, I really wanted it and when I looked online I wanted I really really wanted this in my room as a 10 year old it was really cool <laughs> and uh, I couldn't find it anywhere so I taught myself to code and actually built my own version of Jarvis the talking computer right, yeah and uh, so by the time I was 16 I had working version of Jarvis and many other inventions that I coded so mm-hmm. it can kind of I did do a lot of robotics and things like that so there was a bit of still uh, engineering element but I was starting to come away from physical into sort of digital invention with coding and things like that right um, and at the same time I was getting I was I was frustrated like I had a little job and I was frustrated with working for someone as well right I, I struggled because I didn't I couldn't have any input Right. It was just the same job every day, and it's just a little cafe job. But it was, and they were amazing people. But what I struggled with was, I can't say, oh, we should, we should have the menus this color because then people will buy more things. Right. You know, there was never any input I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I never really understood that back then. Uh, studied engineering for a year in Devon, mm-hmm. and then decided it wasn't for me. Right. Uh, so I then moved up to Kent and started studying computer science. And while I was up here, I was told that actually coding was a career that I could do. Right. Which was, which was weird because I was always thought of myself as an electrical engineer. That was the closest mm-hmm. thing I could get, you know, in my head and the guidance I've been given, the career guidance and things. Mm. That that was what I thought of myself um, and then I came up here and I realised there's this whole other industry that I could get into <laughs> that I'd never been told of Right. and I guess it's probably just the location of where I live there just isn't really a big tech industry so right. it's not really spoken about yes I mean what, one of my questions is um, when you were learning about robotics and um, as an early teenager mm. did, was that supported by school Was were, were there people there that you could talk to who would help you explore or was it really something that you did on your own and found your own way I think 
the school helped as much as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to actually pretty good secondary school, uh, which is rare in Devon because there aren't many schools. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get a good one. Um, my mum put me on uh, the bus, the public bus to a different school where we weren't in the catchment area. So she right. was very certain she wanted me to go to that school. None of my friends went with me from, right. from primary school. And right. I went into this... Um, language college but they did have an amazing um, tech department so like woodwork electronics things like that they did have coding but honestly I hated coding like I hated the lesson so much it just put me off it and I didn't feel like I was actually being creative enough Mm -hmm. so I did have one really good teacher he was called Mr. McGee uh, Mm -hmm. Irish guy really nice guy and he would always talk to me about what I was making at home Right. You know, I'd tell him about robots and things that I was mm-hmm. making. And he'd always, like, lend me things from, right. the, from the classroom. And if you need to take any tools home, do it. don't know if he was allowed to do that, but he wow, did. Wow, everybody needs a Mr. McGee, Yeah, don't they? absolutely. Yes. He, was, he was a fantastic teacher. And I think he's probably one of the first teachers that made me realise, actually, it's okay to have hobbies that aren't spoken about, you know. Um, I have to say, I was quite hesitant to open up about a lot of the things I did at home in school, I used to get teased a little bit, so I didn't, I didn't want to add fuel to that fire. Te- teased in what way? I used to get oh all sorts of things. I used to get bullied for my glasses, for my birthmark, um, just because I was slightly geeky. Right. Um, Actually, it's quite trendy to be geeky now. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, things change. But... You're trending. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I. Used to, I just didn't want to add fuel to that fire right. at all. Right, okay. Um, anyway, so I, I did have support through education, mm-hmm. but not, you know, as much as I, they possibly could give me. We des- I remember me and my friend, we designed this automatic uh, irrigation system for a greenhouse. Right. Because the school plants were all dying because mm-hmm. nobody was watering them. So I went to, we went to our science teacher and said, can we, can we make this? Wow. And uh, instead of, instead of, allowing us to build our thing and I kind of understand but instead of allowing us to build our thing they bought an irrigation kit that they let us set up right and uh, I mean we did missing the point entirely (laughs) and the opportunity for you to learn that's right Um, yeah god that's something I forgot about but actually that yeah so they bought us this but they you know they allowed us to make like we came up with an idea for a Mars rover right right to explore Mars and we went to our science teacher and said, we want to build this. And we'd go after school and we built this Mars rover, just a little one. Yes. And it had a camera and we could control it through your school internet. And we drove it round to all the other school clubs. That's incredible. You know, and, you know <laughs> so that was cool. Um, so I've always made stuff and I have been supported through education. What I wasn't supported through, uh, which was probably later on, mm-hmm. which is when I started to sort of solidify what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I'd moved to Kent, started studying computer science and had started writing software. And I wanted to sell some software that helped students do their work, help mm-hmm. them focus, always get distracted online with YouTube and Facebook and all yes. of that. So what it would do is it would like watch your screen, it would have a little chatbot in this corner and it would help you Google things, help you do your homework, but it would also say, can you get off Facebook? Like, right. you, need, you have this deadline, you've got to get off Facebook. Yes. Um, so that was quite useful. And, you know, I, I released that in my, old, in my old college when I was studying engineering and it actually helped people. Right, it and, helped me. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> you know, and their grades basically improved. And, mm-hmm. and, right. And everyone was focused and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
But when I came to my to my last college, uh, Lee UTC, I said I want to sell this software, and I was expecting to kind of get like, yeah, you can, great, when you go to university. Mm-hmm. What I got was they actually just allocated me a mentor who'd started a business. Right. And this is where instantly I knew what I wanted to do, which is I want my own business. Right. Because the way ah. he was exactly the way he was talking about things the way he was like oh you, you know you can do whatever you want it's your business and, <laughs> and here's our strategy for getting customers and all of this I thought wow this is, this is amazing I have to do this I've got to give this a shot mm-hmm. um, and then I went back to the school and I said like I'd like to do this now and they said uh, don't know you're still a bit young so I was 17 at the time right. uh, decided to uh, they decided to basically give me some more mentorship by getting me in touch with CEOs and business owners. Right. And uh, wow. I, yeah, I mean that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but what that actually did was cause a lot of frustration for me because I ended up the, the people they got me to talk to were people from industries, maybe you know they're maybe in their fifties. Right. Um, they didn't have a concept of like this kid can start a con- start a business online in his bedroom right now yes, yes. and uh, so I went to it was about going the traditional route that's right yes. so so of course all that they they could offer was go to university and then you can right. then you can do whatever you want open the doors yeah and um, as much as university sounds fun I don't think it's for me right you know, I, I and that's that, that's a question I have because people watching this are going to be thinking I would love to set up my own business. I get completely what Hugh is saying. My parents aren't going to like it there. That's it. What, yeah. what, 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 would, what would you say, not to the students themselves, because I know what you'd say to them, what would you say to parents? What would you say to teachers? Um, listen more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do a lot of talks now with, with, with students who yes. have the same frustrations mm-hmm. and... It is amazing when you listen. You ask them a question and then you listen for the response. You really pay attention to that. So uh, one thing I like talking about a lot is there's a school that I uh, went to in Camden, in North London. And uh, we spoke about... um, We basically just spoke to a small group of people who were struggling with education. They were struggling, they didn't really know what they wanted to do. They had an interest in... The, the closest they could get to my industry was they had an interest in maths. Right. And I thought, if a school doesn't know the difference between maths and computer science, yeah. there's a problem <laughs> here. major problem. So I was put in a room with people who weren't interested in, in my industry, which, isn't, right. which is, doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm in front of computer scientists and things like that. Yes. So I, I took a different angle and we started talking about, who's going to university? And they all put their hand up. I said, right, who knows what they're going to study at university? Two people put their hand right. up. And I thought, that means everyone in this room is going to university, but only two people know why. Yes. Nobody else knows why they're going. Mm-hmm. They're just being funneled into it. Yes. And while maybe some of them will succeed, a lot of them will get frustrated mm-hmm. and they will just end up following everybody else and they're yes. going to be unfulfilled in their jobs. Um, I think for teachers and mentors and things like that, if you really listen to a student, listen to them they might be you might find out they're an amazing poet you might find out that they're they can rap or they can code or they build things in their spare time or they love exercise or whatever it is yeah um, I mean if if you know a student who loves exercise and is 
uh, very sort of enterprising, mm-hmm. they might want to start a fitness app. I know, right. I know a girl who I did a podcast with before, and that she did just that. She started a company called Go Sweat with a right. few other people, and uh, they have a passion for fitness and technology and business. So yes. it's not like great, you love fitness, go to the gym or join our football club. Mm-hmm. What else do they like and how can you mash them together? Yes. If you really listen to people, yes. then you're going to get that. And I, I suppose as well, it's for people in education to have exposure to the business world of today because if we're referring to textbooks from even five or ten years ago on the career options available, there's a, a, a wealth, I know, you know being in, in recruitment, I know there's a, a, a wealth of... Um, job opportunities now that wouldn't have existed two or three years ago. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope it brought some value having a second person on today. If you liked it or if you agree with anything in it, go ahead and share it on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever your favourite place is to share it and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Goodbye.